0: Angie and Janelle podcast. Your daily mood booster. Ottawa's Move 100.
1: Good morning. Good Tuesday morning. Hello, Angie. Hello, Janelle.
0: morning. Good morning,
1: Good morning to all those of you listening to us on the iHeartRadio app, on your smart speaker, and driving in on the old car radio. What's everyone talking about today?
0: <laughs> Across the globe, a lot of people are talking about our Prime Minister here in Canada, mm-hmm. and yeah. this would be why. Hi. me <laughs> for singing the longest song in the world on piano in the UK just days before the queen's funeral. So, I'm reading some of the headlines not just here in Canada because you you know here in Canada the official opposition is going to have a field day with this. Mm-hmm. Totally. But around the globe, some of the headlines Drunk Canadian PM slammed his tone deaf embarrassment for singing Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody at a London hotel days before Elizabeth's state funeral. And the thing is, is he finds a way to get himself trending at a time when you do not want want to be trending. (laughs) Leave it to the Queen to be trending right now. Mm -hmm. But as a lot of people argue, he somehow always finds a way to make it about himself.
1: I don't think what he did was that bad. I mean, he was singing at a hotel. What's the big deal?
0: Okay, so like, I don't have a problem with you know the whole idea of a celebration of life, right? Yeah, absolutely. And some funerals and gatherings, celebration of lives, is joyous. In the Caribbean, they celebrate it. It's a party. It's a it's a celebration of a life well lived, etc. So this is what the PM's team is trying to spin it as. Mm. They said that they were being, you know, just joyous and celebrating the Queen. And a lot of people thought that them celebrating the Queen by singing Queen was a little bit off color. (laughs) (laughs) That's not really a tribute because he was also singing it very badly and off tune. But... I think the the thought was when the UK is still in their days of official mourning, right. it's days before the funeral. He's just, you know, offered his statement and was in tears when he did about, oh, I'll miss her so much. She was one of my favorite people in the world. And then, you know, he's in a hotel bar. Some said he was drunk. Who knows? But he's in a T-shirt. And it's in this swanky hotel lobby. The suites there are five thousand dollars a night. When your people back at home are paid for that. suffering <laughs> through inflation, and have paid for you to be there. Yeah, and that's what you're doing. I admit while the you're there.
1: it's not a great look, but I don't have a. A uh, huge problem with that. I'm not the guy's <laughs> biggest fan, but he was singing in a hotel. What's the big deal?
0: Uh, a lot of people around the world thought it was a yeah. big deal yeah. that yeah. Uh, he he did that. He chose to do that in that moment, you yeah. know?
2: And, I mean, obviously, someone from his team didn't videotape it and put it up online. Like, who knows who did that? He mm. probably did it thinking, nobody will ever know. Yeah. <laughs> um. But you got to know there's eyes always watching you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, like, like, why... When he packed... To go to the UK yeah. as the Prime Minister of Canada and decided on his wardrobe, why the maroon t-shirt? Like, yeah. maybe if you—if that's your bedtime t-shirt. Right. Were they just out
2: somewhere and that's what he was wearing? Well,
1: number one, he doesn't pack his own bags. Mm-hmm.
0: So someone packed him the T-shirt and jeans? (laughs) Like, what is he thinking he was going to be doing during his days there? Uh, Uh, Unless it's an I Love London T-shirt or something, (laughs) I don't know. And then the story just takes a whole other turn. But, yeah, I mean, not just here at home. The global media had a field day with our PM yet again.
1: Yeah. You think useless? Think of Stu. Hey, everybody. Welcome.
0: Welcome. It's Stuntman Stu's Useless Fact of the Day on Move 100.
1: All right, all right, all right. Gather around the old radio machine for another mind-blowing useless fact about our planet Earth. Do You ever find when you go outside, you're like, the Earth feels like something in the air feels heavy today. Do you ever find that?
0: Like the magnetic
1: field, the force around us? Do you ever experience that, Janelle?
2: I don't know what you're really talking about, to be
0: honest. <laughs> no? Like you feel it in the air?
1: Our planet gets 100 tons heavier every day due to falling meteoro- meteorotic, meteorotic dust. So meteor dust falls into our atmosphere, and the Earth gets 100 tons heavier every day due to it.
2: Okay. And you- you're telling me that I should be able to feel that? <laughs>
1: I feel it. Don't you feel it? Every
2: day the the world
0: feels heavier? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay, so our planet itself is just getting heavier. We're yes. just getting more bogged down and weighed down.
1: One hundred tons every day. That's
0: a from lot of falling dust. Falling
1: meteorotic me, meteor, why can't I say meteorotic? I, I can say meteor, but meteoro meteoric. Meteoric. I don't know.
0: Meteoric? What the word is.
1: Yes, meteoric dust. <laughs> Tongue twister there.
0: Oh, my God. All right. Tongue
2: you- twisters aren't what? usually one word. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, it is one word. What are you
0: going to give that? Uh, a five. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking a six myself. It's going, like, pretty average.
1: All, All right. right. To the sex machine we go, at 10, And 30. A nine from Sassy Kathy. Thank you very much.
0: Oh, Bitterman. Ten. Maybe enough tens, and I'll be in the Hall of Fame one day. Hint to you, Stu. Stop overselling that everything is mind-blowing.
2: <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree more.
1: Janelle, um, are you related to Bitterman?
0: <laughs> are you Bitterman?
2: Fact was a nine. The hilarity is his uh, meteorological tongue twisting, mm-hmm. and that was a 12.
1: <laughs> I can say meteorolog- meteorological <laughs> <Stop> tongue. I'm
0: trying. <laughs> it's a treat for the ears and the eyes as we watch you try to spell that. Um, okay, so... Ten out of ten explains why I feel heavier, I guess, says Bonnie and Yuri the dynamic duo. You see? Uh, Hall of Famer's ghostwriter and his dad, Pierre, the dehydrated
2: Frenchman. Wow, that's heavy, dude. We give it a ten this morning.
1: Stewart's number one favorite fan is Erotic Mama. Gives him a ten. Thank you, Mother.
0: Mm -hmm. Janelle's reaction sounded like a, what are you on, Stu? (laughs) (laughs) And that deserves the ten, says Diva (laughs) Clow. (laughs) <laughs> Seriously, give me some of whatever you're on. Love <laughs> mornings with Stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move One Hundred. What's trending? Well, a couple of wild stories that have been trending. And we're all familiar with the brand Beyond Meat. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So they are kind of a big deal now. Obviously, they make uh, you know products that seem like the real deal, but are made from plant-based uh, ingredients. So yeah. the chief operating officer, the COO of Beyond Meat, has been arrested for biting a man's nose. What? So get this story. His name is Doug Ramsey, and he was at a football game on Saturday night, and he's trying to leave the stadium. And we all know how it is with parking and trying to get out of a stadium. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's inching his way out, and this other car is trying to cut in and clipped his passenger tire a little bit, trying to get into the queue. So he gets out of his car, punches through the back windshield of that vehicle. And then the owner of that vehicle gets out and they get in a punching fight and then he proceeds to bite the car owner's nose, ripping flesh off the tip of his nose what the
2: Heck!
0: and threaten to kill him. So uh, he was arrested on charges of making terroristic threats and third degree battery. And is now facing all these charges. Kim Kardashian recently became spokesperson for Beyond Meat. What happens? Does she jump ship now? Like, does everybody jump ship? This is wild. I bought stock
1: in, in that company years ago. Did you? I no, you
0: just buy their products.
1: You mean? No, I bought. I literally oh, you, bought their stock. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, I did.
0: Well, how's their stock uh, looking
2: What's today? Looking like
0: today?
1: <laughs> I'm afraid to look. <laughs>
0: yeah, I would be. And another bombshell story that came out. Allegedly, we don't have confirmation on this yet, but Instagram model Sumner Stroh dropped a bombshell video on TikTok yesterday, in which she admits, allegedly, to having an affair for over a year with singer Adam Levine wow, from Maroon 5.
1: What are you doing, Adam? But that's
0: not all. She said after the relationship ended and they hadn't spoken for a while, he came back into her DMs asking her if she would find it weird if he named their forthcoming third baby. They just announced they were having a third baby last week. He is married, obviously. And uh, asked Sumner if he could name, if it's a boy... The baby Sumner. Are you kidding me? If he could use her name. No. So not only did he have an affair, but he's asking his ex-mistress if he can use her name to name their new baby is what she alleges. Have we
1: heard from Adam Levine yet?
0: What she alleges. So we uh, have not heard an official statement from Adam Levine or his wife at this point. But the video is blown up and it's a little bit. And she had uh, screenshots of the messages, whether they're real or fake. That she shared, so I have to admit, probably behind the scenes, they're doing some damage control with some PR firm. I don't want to be Adam Levine's wife this morning.
1: Oh,
0: and that's what's trending. Brought to you by the Donnelly Automotive Group.
1: Stunt man's do, Angie and Janelle. Ottawa's Move 100. Well,
0: as you move through life, you get a little bit older, you try more new things. Often people become a little bit more open minded about things like food, for example. You're very different palate as you age than maybe you have when you're a child. So that's led to a lot of people scoring themselves. Uh, on their food age. So, for example, if you only eat things like chicken nuggets, mac and cheese, and pizza, then your food age might be that of a 7-year-old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, if you have a more refined palate, and we'll try kind of anything, your food age might be more that of an adult 40-year-old, for example. So, if you had to decide what your food age is... <laughs> What would it be? Oh, I can't wait to hear Schwartz's answer I on this one.
1: <laughs> what?
0: What is your food age, sir?
1: Uh, my food age would probably be 22. <laughs> You're
0: yeah, right. No. Yes. <laughs> A little
2: younger, little younger.
0: <laughs> Why do you no. say 22 so, so specifically?
1: Because I know what I like and I know what I don't like.
0: Oh, so you're halfway there. You're saying,
1: yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, there's certain things. I don't like mushrooms. I don't like fruit on on uh, fruit. Only belongs in a salad. Fruit uh, like not a a fruit salad like a fruit salad by by on its own. That's the only place that fruit belongs. Fruit does not belong on pizza or salads in my opinion
2: <laughs> okay okay all right um there's a lot of other things that you're very particular and picky about like mm-hmm. i would classify you as like a young teen like maybe like a
1: 12 year old yeah
2: it was, i was aiming even but... lower than that <laughs> you don't Why? eat
0: vegetables either i eat
1: vegetables all the time i have <laughs> salads almost every day
0: mm-hmm. but um like things like you won't have cheese on a sandwich you don't think cheese belongs on sandwiches, except for if it's like a
1: like a hoagie, like a, hoagie. a yeah, like a Philly cheesesteak. Only
0: you won't eat cheese like on a egg McMuffin. You no. won't eat cheese on like yeah. a BLT. No, or like uh, like a burger, ham and che- or or even yeah. a burger. He doesn't. No. He doesn't eat a cheeseburger. That's crazy. No. Who
2: doesn't eat a cheese? That's got to make it you younger than twenty-two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely younger than twenty-two. I'm
0: gonna round down and say your food age is maybe like. 12. (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah, I got
2: 12. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) We agree to disagree.
0: Your own mother this morning messaged in saying Uh, that she grew up with you. You were extremely picky and now you're Connie's problem. Well,
1: (laughs) hang on. It was her food that that I didn't like on certain days.
0: (laughs) Oh, you're going to go there, are you? Love you, Mom. And I love that she says the thing that you hate the most, mushrooms. She admitted she used to chop up and hide them under your pepperoni on your pizza. <laughs> so well, you do ma- eat. She mushrooms. She made
2: good pizza. <laughs> <laughs> what like what's your food age now? Honestly, I would think like even maybe older than what I am. I <laughs> I am somebody who just like will try almost anything. I mm-hmm. know right now that I don't like olives, and I've given them a go a couple of times. I will occasionally eat them on pizza, but just not a fan of those. But on Honestly, anything else you put in front of me, I will give it a try. That is not what I was like as a kid. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. My mom would probably tell you I was one of her pickiest eaters that she had. Really? Yes. I was, like, not a fan of tomatoes and, like, mushrooms. Chili? Just forget about that meal altogether. (laughs) I don't like the beans in it. Or I didn't at the time. I just had this thing with... With texture, like for salsa, for example, I needed to blend it up. If there was a tomato sauce put in front of me with hunks of tomatoes, hell no, I wasn't eating. Mm. Yeah, I'm (laughs) the same way. Yeah, but... I didn't eat peas. There was, like, a lot of vegetables that I did not
0: eat. Now I love all of those foods, and I eat them regularly. Yeah. So the problem is, and, and I was kind of the same way, I like, same as you. I didn't like tomatoes. I didn't like mushrooms. I love those things now and eat them daily. But, um, like, you you kind of grow out of some of those things and grow into new tastes. And then as you get older, I think your cha- your taste starts to change again. Because then it becomes, I find with older people, more of a texture thing. Yeah. Like, my mom's always saying, like, things she liked before, she's like, ah, I don't like the texture. Of that anymore, things oh, really? like that. Yeah, I find so it's kind of like you go through stages in life of like picky, not picky, picky. But um, the thing is, is like, how do you deal with it at home? Yeah. Because my mom, even if, like, my sister didn't like things touching on her plate.
2: Uh, Okay, that that knocks my age down a little bit, because I am that way. (laughs) Yeah,
0: she, like, everything had to be in its own island on her plate. They couldn't be touching or crossing over. She was really weird that way. But, like, even with our pickiness or things we didn't like, mom would put down dinner, and what she put down is what you were eating. (laughs) She was not being a short order cook. She was not making a special dinner of chicken nuggets because we didn't like her mac and cheese or whatever. So like, that's how she dealt with it. She was like, well, you eat it or you go hungry. So Mm -hmm. that's how it goes. So we're asking you, like, if you have a picky eater at home, how you deal with it or what tips or tricks you have found to get through it? Because it can be hard. Yeah, I can't imagine. Especially if you have multiple picky eaters. How do you make one dinner for a family of four or five when three of them won't eat it or, (laughs) you know, and you're just always working against someone's pickiness?
2: Well, there are actually quite a few good tips that have come through already this morning to maybe uh, help you out at home. So that your child doesn't turn into stew when they grow up. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to those tips coming up next. Amazingly, we found an adult who has a younger food age than <laughs> Stu <Stew> does. What?
0: <laughs> this texter to 10-0-30 asking you what, do you, what would you estimate is your food age, you know, based on how picky you are with food? This text says, my food age is about three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I eat fruit and some vegetables, but I won't eat the white of an egg. I pop the yolk out. <laughs> scrambled eggs cannot have a trace of white and must what? be cooked what? until dry. They're not even scrambled eggs <laughs> Uh, Meat must be cooked until it's completely dead. (laughs) My dad would say she likes her steak cooked like a piece of shoe leather. (laughs) Picky adult kids is what I've created. My tips, I always cook at least two veg at supper. I make sure one of those is corn. Let the kid have a peanut butter sandwich if they want it. Don't force feed anyone. In my defense, though, growing up in the 70s and 80s with British parents, my mother's supper was a cup of tea and a cigarette. (laughs) (laughs)
1: that wins that wins
0: amazing Uh, (laughs) yeah okay speaking of peanut butter I literally had a cousin growing up who was so picky my aunt had to travel around with a jar of Skippy in her purse everywhere they went What? So we would go to, like, we have a huge family. We'd go to big family dinners, Easter, Thanksgiving, whatever. He would take a piece of bread from the table. He would go to his mom's purse. He would put peanut butter on it. And that's all that kid ate. Pretty sure that's all he still eats as an adult. Wow. Yeah. I don't know how he survived. Mm -hmm.
2: Okay. So we did promise that we would have some actual good tips for (laughs) you (laughs) Uh, if you do have a picky eater at home. And um, Tina says... That uh, it's just you just got to simplify the format of your own meals. So don't go out of your way. Don't make a separate meal for your picky eater. Just like don't give them the sauce. So, for example, when they do butter chicken, she sets aside just chicken without the sauce, plain rice on his plate. Nothing's mixing. And eventually kind of got used to like the aroma of what was coming from their food that they Mm. were eating. And then eventually, just was like, oh, hey, can I actually try some of your food? Your food looks good. I want to eat your food. Mm. <laughs> uh, and that eventually seemed to kind of work. And kind of like making food cute, she says, like tacos in little nacho scoops was also a hit.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like it's like the parents that have those like cutouts when they make the lunches and they mm-hmm. make the cheese into flowers like and the-,
1: <laughs> the rule in my house: if you don't like what's on the kitchen table, you can Uber.
0: What? No, no, that's, no. Your rule? that's no, not true. You cater. I've seen I- I do. you do you it. I do. You cater. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you have. I mean, are they all picky or just one?
1: Uh depends. Like Mateo doesn't like. Whenever I make steak, I'll make a ribeyes for, for my wife and my daughter, but he doesn't like ribeyes. doesn't like the fatty steaks. Like, I have to get him a filet.
0: <laughs> Are you kidding? Are you Dad, kidding? I'll have the Wagyu beef, please. Yeah. No, not Wagyu, but I'll get him a small filet. I have yeah. to.
1: I would yeah. say
2: if you're not eating this steak, you're not getting steak tonight.
0: So my rule has always been, and this I guess probably comes from my mom too, is that like you have to at least try it, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't just look at something, because let's, I mean, not everybody makes their food look cute and pretty like that person does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. things just look like slop on your plate, and that, <laughs> but they taste good, right? Yeah. So yeah, sure. my thing is that you can't just eat it with your eyes. You have to at least taste it. And like, for example, my six-year-old, he's, he's not picky, I'm lucky, but like for- Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm saying I'm lucky right now. But uh, for certain things, like if I would have let him judge it on his eyeballs alone, he never would have tried it. Like I make this uh, Olive Garden knockoff gnocchi soup. He had never had gnocchi before. He didn't know what it was. I'm like, it's pasta, dude. And then he's like, oh, there's spinach in it. There's green things floating in it. and whatever. So he didn't want to try it. And I was like, just try it. Just try it. And so he tried a bite. And then he tried another bite. And then you see the light bulb go off and he's like, oh, yeah. this Good. is delicious. Yeah. And yeah. now, lo and behold, he asks me to make it at least once a week. Are you serious? And at first he didn't want to try it. Wow. So my rule is you at least have to try it, right? Yeah, for sure. And maybe not just once, but try it again right because sometimes you try one thing and you're like nah, I don't really like it but then like maybe you don't like mushrooms in that one thing but then you try it in a different way you saute them in butter and garlic and like everything like a, is better uh, yes, that way please. maybe you do like mushrooms right when
1: I was a kid I hated Chinese food until I went to Boston and had Chinese food there and I remember sitting there and my mother's like you never eat Chinese food but you're in Boston with your family and you're trying Chinese, and you love Chinese food like what what is wrong with you? I love Chinese food. Differently, or I, I don't know. I just liked it there. <laughs> so.
0: Chinese food is better in Boston, yes. <laughs> apparently. Move mornings with Stuntman Stew. Angie and Janelle on Move 100. What's trending? Well, she's probably one of the most likable celebrities out there. Kelly Clarkson now officially has her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame.
2: Oh, okay. She
0: has gone through a lot in the last couple of years, in and out of a court battle, a very highly publicized divorce with her ex, you know, trying to make sure her kids are good. She's now in Ellen's old time slot with her show, The Kelly Clarkson Show. It's a great show. Yeah, she has an amazing show. And she... She uh, was doing that. She's working on a new album that's coming out next year. She's also doing that show American Song Contest with Snoop Dogg. How does she have time? I don't know. And everyone was like, oh, why is she not coming back to The Voice this season? Well, yeah. that's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so Camilla Cabello took her spot. But uh, yeah, so Kelly finally got her star. And what was nice is she, they, you know, went back to her American Idol roots. So before she was uh, a judge on The Voice, she, of course, won American Idol. And that's mm-hmm. what launched her career. To the stratosphere. But what was cool is all of the original American Idol judges reunited to be there for her star. Oh, really? mm. I barely
1: recognized Randy Jackson. He's I lost know. like a hundred pounds.
0: Dog, remember? Yeah. The dog pound. <laughs> yeah. And then Paul Abdul was there, Simon Cowell was there. So it was really cool. They all got to say some words about Kelly and how awesome she is. So good for her. Uh, speaking of the voice, someone else who did not return to the voice is, of course, Adam Levine, and there were all kinds of you know, speculation, apparently. He was being difficult on set. This was the allegations. But he just said that he wanted to spend more time with his family. However, Hmm. his family, as of yesterday, has got to be in some inner turmoil at home. Yeah. Yeah. With these allegations that are coming out. They have not been confirmed and they are not proven. But an Instagram model yesterday by the name of Sumner Stoll... Uh, came out with a video on TikTok claiming that she had a year-long affair with Adam Levine.
1: Oh, what are you doing?
0: She had some texts that she put up to try to prove it. And then she doubled down and said not only did she have this year-long affair with him while he is married and has two children with Bahati Prinsloo, she says that he slid back into her DMs recently. They've just announced they're having baby number three. And she claims... And showed the text that he asked her if it's weird or if she'd be okay with him naming, if their baby is a boy, her name.
1: Sumner. If that's true, he's a putz.
0: So her name is Sumner. And he said, if I have a boy, I kind of want to use that name. Are you okay with it?" what? Mm. So not only does he look bad for the allegations of an affair, but like using the mistress's name for your new baby just another level of ick. I
2: don't know. It looks pretty credible. I'm not going to lie. Like you said, it's just an accusation at this point, but she's got like the receipts
0: yeah. So, I mean, you yeah. can make fake texts. So there's always that. You got to take it all in Hollywood with a grain of salt. Yeah. But uh, his team obviously has not confirmed it. They've not said anything. But you have to uh, imagine there's some conversations going Usually on. Usually, where, there,
1: where there's smoke, there's fire. <laughs> we shall
0: see. We shall see. And that's what's trending.
1: It's time. Are you ready? Word Wars on Move 100. All right, all right, all right. Janelle, who's made the cut? <laughs>
2: Today on the line we have with us is Jason and Jody. So, Stu, you and Jody will be up first together.
1: Good morning, Jody. Hi, Stu. I desperately need you to win.
0: Okay. I'm and we,
1: ha- we have to get the, f- the actual word that's written on the piece of paper, not uh, whatever I think it is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay.
1: All right, choice of categories, please.
2: All right, so thank you to Angel Garant who sent in our categories. This morning we have concert or movies.
1: Which do you like? Movies. Movies. All right. Three, two, one. It's a very ha-ha-ha movie. What What kind of movie is that? Comics. Ha-ha. Yes. And the people that play the roles in the movie are called what? Actors. Yes. And you go to a movie blank. Theater. Yes. And the person in charge of the movie telling you what to do is called Correctors. the... Yes. And uh, the Oscars, you get a what? Uh, an what award. You... Yes. And, oh, uh, lights, camera, action on the what? Movie set. Yes, and I just said this word. So I can't. Uh,
2: Light uh, camera. Uh, oh, she, actually, she, she, said, she said it after the buzzer. Unfortunately, and um, which uh, camera was got, the word she was trying to get? Yeah. But you guys did really good. You guys yeah. got six, so yeah. almost perfect. Hang on the line. We'll see how that holds up, and we will go chat with uh, Jason. Good morning.
1: Good morning, good morning.
0: Oh, hey, Jason. Jason's raring to go here.
1: Jason, yeah, calm, calm down, my friend. <laughs> all right,
0: all right. All right, Jason. So we have to, well, really be perfect to seal the deal here, all right?
1: All right, let's do this. And your okay.
0: category is concert. Concert. Concert, okay. Concert, yeah. Here we go. They sing into the? Mic. But the full name for it? Microphone, microphone. Yes, yeah. Someone who plays instruments is a? Uh, 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 test. Okay. Uh, if it's not quiet, it's very loud. Yes. And a round of applause. Yep. Yeah, people in the seats are the audience. Yes. And when you're blaring music, it comes out of the big speaker yes um, okay so people who play lots of uh, instruments yes but what who what, it's a ah. uh, a musician <laughs> a musician I was trying to musician
2: okay that
1: means oh. we're tied it goes oh, to a yeah. dance roll I never win these uh, never oh, wait a
0: minute wait a minute one two three four five we have five. Oh,
2: sorry you're oh. Right. I, yeah. you skipped over a word I thought that you yeah. had gotten uh-huh. no uh, we didn't get there and that means us two wins you get it yeah Jody, congratulations. congratulations. Jody,
1: you brought your A game today and you pulled off the win. Thank you. My pleasure. Happy to play with you, too.
2: <laughs> and Jody, Tell Jody what she's won. Yeah, we're sending you to the Ottawa Fall Home Show, which is happening this weekend at the EY Center. So the 22nd to the 25th, uh, OttawaFallHomeShow.ca for more. But you've got yourself a four-pack of passes. Perfect. Thank you so much.
1: And you know who's going to be at the Fall Home Show? Brian Bomber.
0: Oh, that's exciting. Bombler. Yes. Bomber. What's that? Bombler? B- I said that. Bomber.
1: Bombler, uh, bomber. bomber <laughs> Six, a half a dozen, one of the other. Tomato, tomato. Brian's going to be there.
2: Enjoy the show. Thank you. <laughs>
1: And you know. Ottawa's Move 100. Well, well, well. Taking a look at uh, the Twitter machine yesterday, everyone, well, everyone was losing their mind over what our Prime Minister did. Yeah, he was singing a song <laughs> in a bar.
0: So Saturday night in the lobby of the hotel he's staying in in the U.K., he was, yeah, in a T-shirt singing uh, with the piano in the bar. Gregory Charles, who, of course, is a well-known Quebec musician, is there as well in the U.K., um, he was uh, attending the funeral as an Order of Canada recipient. So he's playing, you know, tickling the ivories on the lobby hotel piano. And the PM joined in. we a little version of uh, Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, here it is because somebody caught it on camera. You can well imagine the
1: reactions are on both sides of the fence on this one. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's that bad. I mean, he was singing. What's the big deal? Uh, and I'm not the guy's biggest fan, but I don't think what he did was really that bad.
2: Yeah, I mean, like the flip side is is that like, it, I mean, like the way it comes off. He's singing Queen ahead of the Queen's funeral. He's just flown over, you know, across the pond to get there. On whose? money and what it just looks like he's just over there having a good time and like having a fun time and it's not it doesn't look like he's there for you know like the business side of things which is what he's there for and he's in this fancy hotel and we've paid for him to be there and he's just doing karaoke in the UK
0: (laughs) I mean you have to imagine that here at home on Canadian soil there's going to be like polarizing opinions because the official opposition of course is having a field day with this and you know But what I look at is the headlines from other news outlets and media outlets around the world. And if you source outside of Canada, because here at home, you know we're going to be critical of our own, um, like the headlines are, drunk Canadian PM in piano bar, blah, 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 right? And they thought it was disrespectful. They thought there was a time and place. This wasn't it. You know, he had just met uh, King Charles earlier that day, he had just um, paid his respects at the coffin that day and then there he is in a t-shirt playing piano you know and then his team came out saying it was a tribute to a life well lived and the queen and this and that and others thought if he thinks you know standing in a t-shirt in a lobby bar singing queen to pay tribute to the queen (laughs) is the right optics then you know he's sorely mistaken so uh, I don't. I just don't know that that was the best timing.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, for I such don't really... a high-profile yeah. funeral, of course the guy can have some fun and you know, and and be able to do things like that. But I just think, yeah, the timing was really
0: bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's different if it's here on Canadian soil. Maybe it was someone he knew or whatever. I mean, this is the Queen. All <laughs> eyes around the globe are on everything that's happening there in the UK, and a lot of people just thought that as the Prime Minister of the country of Canada it wasn't the best look
1: <laughs> well he hasn't had the best look on a n- number of other occasions
0: yeah that's true yeah
2: what I wish is that like m- m- things like this didn't get as much attention as like the things that matter yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, but that's like, what
1: Twitter does yeah like there's
2: so many things that he's done that matter more than this, but yet everyone knows about this story. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. <sighs> and once again, they say he's making it all about him. <laughs> Move mornings with stuntman Stu, Angie, and Janelle on Move One Hundred. What's trending? Well, we keep talking about it because so does the internet that has been taken over by these accusations. This is such a big blowout story. Accusations from an Instagram model that she and Adam Levine carried on an affair for over a year. She dropped the video explaining this on TikTok yesterday and she had texts from him and she had... Uh, I guess what you would call the receipts, right? Like text conversations back and forth yeah. from the two of them. Mm-hmm. So then, though, the part of the story that got even weirder was the allegation that she said he slid back into her DMs recently after they would stopped talking for a while because he asked her if she thought it would be weird or if she'd be okay with him naming the new baby that's on the way after her. Yeah, so,
2: strange.
0: they announced last week that they're expecting baby number three, he and his wife, Behati Prinsloo, Victoria's Secret model, very mm. lovely woman, they've been together for a very long time, they have two little girls already, and with baby number three on the way, he asked this Instagram model that he allegedly had the affair with, her name is Sumner, if they have a boy, if he could name the baby Sumner. Ugh after his alleged mistress he just likes the name i guess that, i really like... i
1: really hope this isn't true so it's she posted
0: move. the text of his request asking this and people were just like
2: what i mean yeah. like if it is true how bold do you have to be to go and carry on with this and then ask to name your child after your mistress and yeah. just think that like and then think that she's going to stay quiet right like, if it's true yeah you'd have to be so ignorant To think that nothing's going to blow up in your face. (sighs) I mean,
0: there has been no confirmation, obviously, from him or his wife or anyone from their camp so far. So right now, all we can say is these are allegations. And we'll just have to see how this all gets spun through the media cycle.
1: Yeah, they're just gross allegations.
0: So we all remember when Sylvester Stallone and his wife Jennifer uh, filed for divorce after, like, 25 years of marriage, Mm -hmm. right? People were pretty shocked about that, too. And, I mean, he had this giant tattoo of his wife's face on his right bicep, and he had that covered up with a tattoo of their dog, Butkus, (laughs) 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 which made the story even kind of funnier. But um, I guess maybe they reconciled, because he has now been posting Instagram photos of them holding hands, taking a romantic walk, photos of them smiling with their three daughters. Like, yes, these were throwback photos, but still, he captioned it, wonderful, wonderful.
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's all good. Yeah, she's back. It's all good.
0: So it may not all be lost. Now he's just going to gonna have to get that dog tattoo right? turned back into his wife. <laughs> and back to, the, like, to her face. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs>
2: Can you imagine?
0: The tattoo artist is like, ching score. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and that's what's trending, brought to you by DeFalco Wines for brewers and winemakers. I got the feels.
1: And it feels good.
0: It's a feel-good moment to kick off your workday.
1: Angie's All the Feels
0: on Move 100. So this adorable story came to me via Megan, who messaged it to me on Facebook. She's a local Ottawa dog mom. And she wanted to share with us that her dog, who is an Ottawa local, was made into a plushie. (laughs) So here's how the story goes. So, Pibarafi is a toy company that selects real life rescues and creates their likeness into plush toys and then sells them worldwide to teach the next generation that different doesn't define and to adopt. So Masha is her dog, and Masha's story as a rescue goes like this. She was born in Texas in a small town bordering Mexico. She was born with congenital defects resulting in a curved spine and malformed front legs. So really only two working back legs. So her mom rejected her, so she was surrendered at two days old to a shelter. The shelter couldn't handle a neonatal, so implored the help of a rescue. The rescue took her in but wasn't equipped for a special needs girl, so she went to another rescue that specializes in differently abled dogs. She spent two months in Texas in foster and then three months at another foster in Virginia. So her forever mom, Megan... Here in Ottawa Was not looking for a dog (laughs) That's how these stories always go Uh, But she was following this rescue Because her close friend Had adopted from them And when she saw Masha She knew that was her dog So Megan applied immediately for her Continued to harass the rescue For several months Until they were able to Finalize the adoption And with COVID though And borders closing It took another five months For Masha to finally join them Here in Canada So Masha is completely adorable, Yeah. and even has her own Instagram account, which I have just followed. <laughs> it's at Masharoo dot, uh, or no, sorry, at Masharoo 2 is the Instagram account. So, fast forward to the toy company. So, last year when they were shopping for Christmas gifts, looking around, they were looking for gifts that give back. You know, there's those companies where you buy something and then a portion of the proceeds go to some charity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they came across Pibarafi, which um, it, it, I guess donates... A a a portion of their proceeds to help rescues. So they submitted Masha for consideration to them. And lo and behold, she was selected as one of their plushies um, and was recently released for sale. So you can buy a Masha stuffy. And it's so cute. So Megan says the company has such a beautiful mission, uh, but a small following. So they're looking for different ways to make more people aware of this. So if you have any pet lovers in your life or just looking for a cute little Christmas gift, consider companies like Pibberaffi that give back and consider buying a Masha because <laughs> she lives here in Ottawa. So cool. if you go to their website, it's P-I-B-B-O-R-T. A-F-I, so com, And if you go to the shop uh, on the site, you'll see the new litter that is there. And Masha is the black one. So these plushies go for like under 20 bucks, And again, a portion of the proceeds go to the shelter who rescued the pup. So. I
1: love this so much.
0: Yes. Very so cool. go get yourself a Masha and support companies like Piborafi.com. Thank you, Megan, for telling us your story. And your dog is adorable. And I'll be following on Instagram. <laughs> and that's all the feels on Move 100 hundred.